pour me a shot, please? Oh, I'm freaking out. You can't do that. Yes, I, I, you know, at this point, I fucking have to do that, all right? <laughs> I fucking have to. Do we have any weed? They thought they'd made a horror show. Not a taster, a curse. Be down below. But they had built it again to feel 100 forever now they must spin the wheel Feeling good about tonight's show guys Feeling good Hello, everyone. Welcome back, old listeners. Welcome to the noon listeners. I am Daniel, your host, and this is the 100 Lunatics Podcast. With me, as usual, is Jasmine. Hey. And my cousin, Nathan, all the way in Canada. Hi, everyone. Oh, hi. Hi, everyone. Hi. (laughs) Oh, don't forget the wheel. Hello, Daniel. Great to see you, Jasmine. Nathan, it has been too long, and... Hey, isn't there another guy usually here? Yeah, yeah, no, I was just going to mention that. Yeah, jo- yeah, what happened to that guy? Yeah, Jonathan, not here tonight. Not sure what's happened to him. We I haven't seen him. No, I haven't seen him. Okay, so you don't know anything at all about why Jonathan's not here tonight. Heard from him a couple days ago. Don't know what you're talking about. Okay, fine, moving on. Instead, replacing Jonathan tonight, who has mysteriously disappeared, someone who we have only heard in reference up until this point Nathan's girlfriend Chelsea will be joining us. Chelsea, say hello. Hi there. There she is. She is real. All those <laughs> talks about my Canadian girlfriend that sounded like bullshit. Up, oh, validated. <laughs> Among other things. Among <laughs> other things. Okay, so how's everybody doing? Anybody seen horror movies lately? Nathan, Jasmine, I'm Chelsea. Doing great. I just found out the newsroom is getting canceled. <laughs> oh, it's, and it's too bad Jonathan's not here to, uh, you know, let you Share. shit all over him or whatever. God, what are they going to replace it with? Jesus. Uh, who knows? See, that's what happens when you get something better. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> I'm hitting them off tonight. I'm throwing rocks tonight. Oh, it's that kind of night. All right. Well, as you might remember, last week, uh, spin number two, uh, we watched some stitches. Taken from behind. <laughs> Nathan, do you know who the ATB are? All the boys. All the, the fucking boys. <laughs> it's not going to be that, no matter how many times you say it. All the boys. It's all the boys. <laughs> all the fucking boys. Hey, Chelsea, do you have anything to say about stitches? You watched it with me. Oh, I don't want to get off on the wrong foot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We want to like a positive introduction to Chelsea because I'm sure she has. Well, you did. I'm taking it that you didn't like Stitches very much. I didn't like Stitches very much. No, no. Yeah. Didn't enjoy mm. one-liners like this. Taken from behind. Well, when you separate them from the content, they are amusing. Oh, mm. clever, clever. All right. Well, this <laughs> week. A movie that I'm sure that we've all probably, we've all seen this movie already, right? Spin number three, The Blair Witch Project. I've seen it twice ever now. 
Now, Nathan, <laughs> you I, had also already seen this. Chelsea, you as well? No. You had not. I was the young and impressionable age of eight when this movie came out. Ooh, everyone feels old now. <laughs> <laughs> so, they, so then you do truly take the place of Jonathan, because I was sad because he was the only one of us who had never seen this movie before, and he was going to provide that perspective. And here you come, bearing gifts galore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> I know, I'm blushing. <laughs> Sorry, Jonathan. <laughs> perspective. <laughs> Please. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, so everybody else, I'm sure you've also already seen the Blair Witch. And if you haven't, uh, here's the Blair Witch Project in a nutshell. <laughs> and credits. Okay. <laughs> Use that audio for another kind of movie. Just going to say. Yep. Oh, easily interchangeable. No, for, but for real, though, there is some history to this movie, and we're going to get into it right now. Here's what you need to know about The Blair Witch Project. Uh, written and directed and edited by Daniel Myrick, Myrick, who knows, and Eduardo Sanchez. Who are they? They are film students. They made this movie as a project. The cool thing about their project was not that they made a simple horror film, a back-to-basics found footage horror film where you don't ever see the actual villain, but that they created an entire mythology and movement before they ever made the film itself. Filmed over eight days with the actual actors enduring hunger and being lost and having their shit stolen and being fucked with in the middle of the night to, to uh... Uh, encourage genuine feelings and emotions this movie had a lot going for it does it all play out in the end after you've seen it mm, it leaves some to be desired but highest film to have or, or, or uh, the only film to have the highest rating that also claims a Razzie this has an 85% Rotten Tomatoes has a Razzie for the worst picture got four stars from Roger and Ebert and uh, first to use the internet for a massively successful marketing campaign. I don't know if everybody remembers or not, but this movie, everybody thought that it was real. And at the time, the internet was still relatively young. And that rumor went around and lasted for a long time. Does everyone remember that? Yeah. No. That's not a true story. No. <laughs> I, was, I was eight years old. <laughs> Nathan, do you remember this? Uh, yeah, I remember a uh, shitstorm, but I also remember things that didn't apparently didn't happen. <laughs> Which is I have those false I'm... memories too. Sometimes. <laughs> What's your false I'm memory? A bit confused. Well, I have this like belief slash memory slash belief <laughs> that I watched this movie. At the Corral Ford Drive-In in Calgary, Alberta. You did say the that last second, time. Yeah, I did, didn't I? Mm -hmm. The didn't second you? movie of a double feature with Nutty Professor. Oh. I remember this vividly. False memory. But apparently it's not true. Because the Corral Ford Drive-In was closed due to a gas plant explosion in 1997. Hmm. Slash 1998. This movie's release says it was 1999. However, when I illegally download or when I uh, looked on when I looked online <laughs> when I looked online and and obtained a file uh, for the Blair Witch Project, which I actually I just want to point out I didn't even end up using it. I threw it away immediately because of guilt and shame. 
<laughs> and uh, use Netflix instead. But the point I'm trying to make is on that file it said 1996. Oh. And 1996 would make sense with my memory having watched it at the Corral Ford Drive-In. Was this movie originally released and then re-released? Or did it Jesus. just come out in 1999 and I'm on crack? No, it released in 1998 at the Cannes Festival, 1999 to the masses. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and I forgot I... to mention, this movie holds not... It used to hold the record, now it holds one of the records for largest box office to budget ratio. which is Used tw- to. Yeah, exactly. Used to. That's what I said. Uh, if you're listening, then it's twenty five thousand dollars to two hundred and fifty million. Wow! Yeah. So there and you go. Does anyone want to say or take a guess at which one broke the Blair Witch Project's record? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Which one did break it? Anyone know? Anyone? Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite. Good guess. Anybody else? No, no. I know no. the answer. My big Can fat Greek wedding. Really? Yes. No. What? Huh? Stop lying to me. Nathan, stop. You hear her? Absolutely not. It was paranormal activity. Oh, yeah. Another horror film to do so? (laughs) Uh, $15,000 budget for that one, I believe. What? Yeah, it shows. (laughs) (laughs) It does show. So now I want to do something. I want to separate our original viewing experience from our recent viewing experience. So, Chelsea, unfortunately, you don't have an original viewing experience. (laughs) Jasmine, what were your feelings when you saw this the first time back in circa 2000? Well, originally, you know, everyone was like, there was all this hype going around. It's real, it's scary, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I was pretty young until still then, too. Middle school, eighth grade, something like that. Anyway, uh... So everyone's expecting to be so scary, and I watched it. It was, like, terrible. I don't even remember if I finished it. I know I watched it once and never wanted to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> so negative feelings. Definitely negative, but I was just like, yeah. I watched it that one time. I was like, wow, I'll never watch that again. That was done. I think it was the, the hype, the buildup. So I was hoping that this time would be better because there was not so much hype and buildup. I right. would expect it to be This terrible. time you can objectively <laughs> view it, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So those, that's, that was your original, original impression. Nathan, your original impression of this film. I'm still trying to find out if it even happened. <laughs> well, like, I may have never actually have seen it. I think no, I just no, no, made no. the I whole thing up. On the internet. Hub Oil Fire, August 9th, 1999. <gasps> what? There you go. The dates are wrong. August 9th, 1999 was the date of the Hub Oil Fire, not 1997. Can someone please tell me the exact release date of this fucking movie? Uh, I think it's May 1999. There it is. Yes, I saw this movie in the drive-in theater. There you go. Oh, for a second there, we almost had our own ghost story within a ghost story (laughs) with the Nutty Professor. It never happened. And you know what though? This movie does create anxiety. It does. Did it burn down? Did it not burn down? You have to truly. You have to be honest here. You have to transport yourself back to a time. Like Daniel was saying, they broke a lot of ground with this movie. They did a lot of things that they hadn't done before. A lot of shaky this again. movie was a spectacle. Genuine... <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, <coughs> so much information trying to come out at once. <laughs> this movie genuinely caused anxiety. Did it like frighten you? Like, I don't know. When did you? I can't feel remember anxiety? if I was genuinely frightened when I watched it. <laughs> 
See, I can't imagine a young horror-hating Nathan being at all impressed. Maybe some like a little tip, <coughs> like a dismissive tip of your hat to certain like subtleties, and then the rest of it you're just like whatever. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't a horror-hating person way back in the day. Way back in the day, I just was indifferent. I you know I had I think I had a movie marathon with a buddy once where we, where we watched Needful Things. Like I, I wasn't against it. Oh, <coughs> you rebels! <laughs> Shut your face. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Well, for myself, I remember having, I remember being uh, mildly unimpressed when I first saw this film. Like, I got all, all the hype came along. I understood why all the hype was there. I respected the film for how much they achieved to do. And it, actually, I found more of the background information on this film more interesting <laughs> than the film itself. Especially after watching it back to back. Like, I watched it once to pull clips, and then I watched it immediately afterwards with Jasmine just to watch it without any sort of pressure. And that second viewing was a drudge. Mm -hmm. So, I know I felt bad for you. I was like, oh, you just watched this and you're watching it again? Yeah. For, for all the the little subtle moments that it has, there is a lot of just people talking while the camera aimlessly stares at bushes. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That's a black screen. Not a black screen for a motion theater, like motion picture. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, but it's supposed to lead you to up up to the black screen with anxiety, and then kind of just let leave you hanging, right? You're supposed to be staring at the screen with your mouth half open, waiting for something to happen, waiting to see something, waiting yeah. to hear something. Yeah, I know what they're supposed going to be. For. You're supposed to be on the edge of anxiety. Yeah, I wasn't feeling yes. that. I was you like, guys just aren't buying in. No, it's not buying in. You know? No, that's correct. Even at the time, I didn't buy in because even though I, I wasn't savvy enough to actually find out definitively, like, oh, this is all fake bullshit that they've conjured up to make the movie seem more exciting, I just let logically me, let thought let me, let me they wouldn't actually show this at a movie theater. They wouldn't be so macabre as to actually exploit this. So I just, just I just knew it was fake. Yeah. Sure. First, I want to say that it's shocking that you were mildly disappointed by something. <laughs> second, <laughs> second, I want to, I want to, you know, clue Chelsea in here on, on who Daniel was at the time that he watched this. Okay. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big faux pas. That yeah, was like you, a big. It sounded like you had your own soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> well. That's I've awesome. stopped that from happening again. Now, <laughs> like, take me back to the Daniel. future. <laughs> Daniel was an irresponsible young ten-year-old child. What? That hey, roll with me. Okay. No. Nope. <laughs> Who skipped down to the local blockbuster and started to rent Jason and Freddy movies and Hellraiser and anything he could get his hands on that would disturb his young psyche. So he exposed himself to all of this leading up to this moment see he aged from 10 up until what 16 17 how old were you about then 17 years old so by the time he was 17 he's sitting there mildly disappointed by Blair Witch Project because the hype had shown to him something that was going to impress him and he had uh, been knee deep in um, sensory assaulting horror movies up until this point (laughs) Yeah, I'd gone, yeah, I'd gone all the way through the faces of death uh, rabbit hole and back again. There you go. See? So this is, that's why this is mildly disappointing. 
<clears throat> but I also do want to say that this... But um, I did these, give it credit. These... I do remember that at the time. I did give it credit. I didn't, like, hop on the immediate internet backlash that happened, which I think this movie is as equally popular for as its own, you know, creative merit is the internet backlash that happened, like, a year after its release, which was... Oh, shaky cam, vomit, cheesy, amateur bullshit, marketing hype, blah, blah, blah. Like, this got a lot of flack after the fact, especially when it became parodied to death. Scary movie. Which one was it that came out? Was it in the first one? It was, that's probably, there's probably some in all of them. Well, I was like, because I, I was just remembering that specific scene with her and, like, dripping nose. And, like, they did it in the scary movie and it was so bad. She's just, like, so crying and, like, her snot's, like, dripping on the camera. Yep. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Was anyone else kind of like? Wasn't there more mucus in this scene? Like, I was actually like, it really was pretty point on. I didn't think there was mucus <laughs> yeah. in the scene at all. I thought scary movie just made that up. I'm pretty sure I've seen, seen scary movie more than I've seen this movie. So I thought they had made it up. Yep. And good transition. Now that we've we've talked about how we uh, experienced it the first time. Now many 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 years later, probably <laughs> more than ten years later, we're all watching it again objectively with all the knowledge that we've gained from doing previous podcasts and other horror movies. And since she's our guest, let's go to Chelsea. Chelsea, how um, did you take in the Blair Witch Project? Whoa. Sorry. I personally am never going camping again. <laughs> I'm going to throw away my hiking backpack. And I'm going to sleep with all the closet doors closed tonight. Mm -hmm. And don't tell anyone that you have a map. <laughs> Okay. Keep Roger. your cell phone hidden and bring a GPS back up. That's right. Yeah, I think we get cell phone service everywhere now, so I'm not too worried about the lost part. That's true. It's probably one of the last horror movies that could get away with cell phones not being a constant like plot hole thorn. Yeah. I feel right? like they were there. It was just like not that big of a deal yet. Because I probably got a cell phone in like 2000. Yeah, I, had a, I think I had a bulky one. Yeah. <laughs> in high school. Yeah. So there were cell phones around. I mean, I was pretty poor, so it took me a while to get one, but I knew a lot of people had them before then. Right. I feel like 99 was when it like first started to hit, so kind of left it out. It's fine. I don't know. <laughs> the cell phone thing, 95, 96, I'm picturing bag phones and car phones. Oh, 99. fanny pack phones, yeah. It's 99, <clears throat> and then though. They have the internet. In the late 90s, you're looking at the, yeah, the weird block Nokias with the, you know, Horrible green screen. Actually, yeah, yeah, the green scheme screen with the black <laughs> on it, and um, yeah, no, you didn't, you didn't need one. Everything runs on DOS. Well, actually, I was just thinking was actually that it's supposed to be filmed in '94. That's why, right? The footage is from '94. That's right. Yeah, so it's a, it's a, right, it's I'll a period it. piece. <laughs> mm, good call, Jasmine. That means cell phones are way definitely out not of the around. Nor was the internet. But Chelsea, were you scared or bored? Was it nice to have a sort of horror film that didn't just throw everything in your face and overstimulate you immediately? Or did it seem like it left something to be desired? Yeah, no, I wasn't bored. I totally bought in. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm genuinely a little bit put off by it. Not um, negatively, but... Right, so the, the improv scenes weren't too overtly improv for you. Uh, the shaking the tent and everything was actually very disturbing. No, no, I, I'm with you. There's, some of these things are actually disturbing to me, too. Well, but, I but felt yes. a little bit like, you know when you were a kid and you were playing Mario Kart and the car wasn't steering far enough, so you'd lean into the turn? Yep. 
I felt like I was trying to see beyond the camera all the time. Ah, a good point. And I think it could be seen as either annoying, but for me, it was it increased the anxiety. It was effective, I thought. Excellent. <laughs> I will say I kept waiting for like the shadow to be seen, like in fast motion, you know, when they're like just looking through the trees. I'm like, in between one of those trees, it's gonna be like a lady. Right. right. Yeah, something. it's the straining to see what they're seeing that. Right. And there was actually one, even though there's n- there's not a single part in this movie that shows the Blair Witch, there was one planned scene to show her. And just to give you an idea of how they fucked with these actors, they sent them off into the woods. They gave them a map with instructions for, you know, what days to be at what sites on the map. And they gave them enough food but with decreasing rations every day. So every day of filming, they were getting less and less food. They were actually being psychologically tortured to like a reasonable, humane degree. So there's legitimate anxiety and fear and delusion that starts to settle in with these people. And- uh, Was there like a film crew or did they film? They they filmed everything. Okay, so the like the peop- the three people filmed everything. There was nothing extra like around. Like did they get nope. extra footage from like the director or people around with other cameras other than the two cameras that were No, nope. the they they were given a digital camera and they were given a 16 millimeter camera that was in black and white mm-hmm. and they swapped back and forth between those two shots. They did all the filming themselves. And there was, you know that scene where they're in the tent and the tent starts to shake and they all just run away from the tent yeah, they just run. and everyone goes why are they leaving yeah. like, isn't it crazier out there in that scene she goes oh my god what the fuck is that yeah and like the guy running behind her is supposed to pan over to the hillside where they have like a random crew member that the actors are not aware of standing on top of the hillside with a white dress on and a ski mask so all you see is like a white dress just floating along the hillside really fast yeah mm-hmm. but he didn't capture it because he was too terrified and was just running away. <laughs> so it kind of they, they play into the fact that, oh, yeah, we don't show it because that's the way that we do it. We don't show it. It makes it scarier. But they just fucked that shot. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's funny because I remember that scene like her being like, what the fuck was that? And I was like, that was like probably one of the most like actual genuinely like terrified parts I thought of it. Yep. Like her breathing and crying and oh, my God, like, that was kind of exaggerated. But like that, like, what the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? Mm hmm. You have a little bit of that. (laughs) A lot of that. There's not a whole lot that goes on in this film. There was uh, the actors are dropped off. Like here's where this is sort of like like a double blind pharmaceutical drug study. It's like the actors are aware that the movie that they're going to partake in is fake. The events that they're going to partake in are fake, but. They were convinced by the director and the writer that the Blair Witch is a real mythology. But they made that all up themselves. So there's the audience who is completely in the dark, the actors who are halfway in the dark, and the writer and the director who are not in the dark at all. Puppet masters. Exactly, puppet masters. And so they're feeding all this through to try and garner genuine reactions out of the actors. And I can respect that. I can respect fucking with your actors like that. I feel like that's part of the job, especially in the horror genre. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, I feel like they should have got paid more. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they probably just didn't get paid enough as actors. And they told them to go into this small town that was supposedly where this Blair Witch mythology took place, and they were instructed to interview uh, 
a list of people whose names they were given. And they didn't know that those names, those people that whose names those were, were also actors that the directors had hired to tell fake stories about the Blair Witch, mm-hmm. you know, ghost stories. So the actors are interviewing these other actors and they don't know that they're interviewing actors. So there's a whole weird interplay going on, which makes reading about this movie more interesting uh, than actually watching the movie play out. That sounds more interesting. So they thought it was a real legend and that they were just going to kind of ask some questions and go and maybe find the house or something where it happened. Exactly. And all the scenes are completely improv They're told, hey, you hike from this spot to that spot, turn the camera on whenever you feel like it, we'll edit it later. And so all the stick figures and them stumbling across piles of rocks and their tent being fucked with, all that is as much a surprise to them as it is to us. I guess it's one thing that do is pretty much just stay in character. Like, just stay in character. No matter what you say, it doesn't really matter. Just, like, be this character. Yeah. And then say what you want. Must have been fun to be a part of, but I, I have to say that a lot of this came together and they did so many interesting things and they they really expressed themselves here and then they went on to do like nothing basically well that's probably because they're not good actors yeah i'd say it's one part they're not good actors uh, another part they're too much associated with this one thing mm. like this was such a big spectacle that they all got sort of just branded as this and this only. Although you would be surprised. And they do, their names in the film are their actual names. Mm. And uh, mm. the only one that is out of any note is the guy that plays Josh. Mm-hmm. Who has been before. in True Detective. Mm. Yeah, what? do you know what character he plays in True Detective? I forget now. No. Uh, do you know the guy in prison that had the goatee and the yes, that's right, lop top on him, and he was the boyfriend of the girl that got killed. Yep. Oh, it's him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Start watching that. Yeah, he was. Yeah. In, he was also in touch with Kiefer Sutherland. He was in Treatment <gasps> on HBO, and in, uh, in Treatment in the show. Yeah, in he was in in Treatment. Yes. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And the other guy, uh, Michael Williams, he's pretty much in any movie that the writer-director of Blair Witch are now currently making. He's like, I guess, their stable boy. <laughs> See, they should have just owned it. Mm-hmm. That's what they didn't do. They should have been like, yeah, we filmed that movie. We wrote all the lines. Or, you know, like they improvised it all. So they pretty much made the movie. Somebody gave him an idea and some cameras, but... I mean, they should have been like, yeah, what are you talking about? We totally like made that movie and filmed it and did all this stuff. So I feel like they probably didn't get paid as much as they should have, considering they did a lot of the work, like all the work. <laughs> right, they did do a lot of work. This is sort of like, uh, this must be like field journalism yeah. equ- equivalent to acting. Seriously. So like, all right, we're going to take you out in the woods. We're going to seriously fuck with your head a little bit. You might risk your life a little. Just no a little. matter what you do, just stay in character. <laughs> I could see it being a whole lot of fun. Upon this viewing it this time, these many years later, without all the hype and seeing it as just a movie and knowing the story behind it, I sort of feel almost the same. I like I feel I still respect it for what it was trying to do. It's a it's a horror movie that's trying, and that's really like eighty percent of what I demand from a horror movie in the first place is just to try. Just to fucking try. And it does that. And there are some moments that they get away with some stuff where you forget that they're improving everything, 
You forget that they're cursing strangely because that's what happens when you improv. You start to curse bizarrely. But, yeah. And repeat yourself. And repeat yourself. Yes, very annoying. De Niro style. Yep. Oh, yeah. Lots of repeating. You have to to say it once and then once with impact. (laughs) I will say I definitely was not as disappointed this time around. And, like, I guess maybe because I'm older. took a little time to, like, see the good parts of it. Compared to all I remember were the bad parts before, and I couldn't tell you probably any scene from this movie except for that scene with her in the like gray ball cap. Yeah. It's probably the only scene that I've really remembered. And the stick figures. Remember that. Because that was like the thing. That was like the thing they posted over everything was the little stick figure. Like, like once you saw that little thing, you knew they were talking about the Blue Witch Project. Yep. So. What's happening over there, Nathan? You cleaning the kitchen? <laughs> um... The cats are crying and Chelsea is um, feeding them, so they shut up. <laughs> but what's what's weird about the True Detective connection to this is that whenever in True Detective they show those little stick sculptures, I immediately think of the Blair Witch Project. Mm-hmm. I did too. Yeah, no, that immediately brought back True Detective. <laughs> I guess it works both ways, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, I don't... Um... <clears throat> but, I don't have anything against this movie. It it broke ground. It did it uh it did something that hadn't been done before at the time and it, it made a serious impact financially. I have several things against this film. <laughs> Although well, I mean, these, these guys, these Daniel Merrick and Eduardo Sanchez, if they played their cards right, they didn't need to uh, unless they didn't have a hand unless they got none of the proceeds. Did they? Did they knock? Did they, did they get shafted out of this? Like, I have no idea. Actually, their own money. Like, I mean, there's still half a million dollars. It had to go somewhere. I don't know. So your experience from back in the day and now is relatively the same as well. Yeah, I wouldn't say um, that I feel negative. Yeah, I, I didn't feel it was. It was one of the few horror movies back in the day where. There's nothing about this movie that sickened you. Like that was my big fear about horror yeah. movies throughout most of my life is the is the gore, is the, you know, grotesque trying to make you uncomfortable. You know, everything that you love, Daniel. Yeah, it's more like a suspense movie than a horror movie. Yeah, it's it's purely experiential anxiety. There was and the that one is There was not the one offensive. Part, like there's the one part with the blood and the thing, although I was kind of pissed cuz they didn't like show what it was. Yeah, what is that? Can I, you tell us? No, I was like, is it a nose? Was it a thumb? I was like, I was like, I'm assuming it's some body part and blood, but I can't really tell what it is. And they kept zooming in on it, but then she like, oh, I can't look at it. I'm gonna cry about it. Oh my god, turn away. And so, yeah, they never really explained it. And then it was weird that she didn't tell her friend about it. So like, why didn't you tell that guy what you found? Body parts <laughs> and a bag. She's I hope it's to teeth. Not scare him. It didn't really look like teeth. There was a pretty big chunk in the middle, but then like, so then she like looks at it again and she opens it up more and there's like more. Yeah. It doesn't really, because she just like looks away too quickly. Uh-huh. And even when she tries to zoom in, it's like, oh. Answers, answers. <laughs> I have no idea. No one has answers. <laughs> we have two horror virtuosos over here. Is it good about the internet? Does the internet tell us? <laughs> Yeah, let's consult the internet. The internet has everything. Yeah, Daniel slept away, but he'll be back. 
Oh, I was wondering why we had no answers. It's because Daniel's not here. He's the one with the answers. (sighs) The world makes sense again. Nathan has the internet, though. Yeah. Nathan, (laughs) runner-up and co-founder, cousin. Right. What's the answer? Um, It's okay, I'm back. What's the the question? (laughs) What what was the bloody mess of Josh? What what was in that bundle of sticks? Uh, What what, What was in that fag? What was in that fag? <laughs> uh, within that fag was um, Josh's teeth, flesh, <gasps> and hair. Boom! Yeah, she called it. Mm-hmm. Yep, just miscellaneous body parts. And, and, the, and, <laughs> and the clip that I've been playing is actually from the part where she opens that bindle. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we couldn't see what was inside of it. Just drink it in. Isn't it relaxing? You act that shit out. Act it out. Okay. Together, Ooh, we have together. a heart attack. Then lose it. She's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Turn that noise into a white noise machine. Fall oh, asleep to it. That's exactly what I was thinking. Entrepreneur idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's not really a whole lot to this movie, right? There's a handful of documentary makers. Uh, one girl, Heather, and her and the two guys that do most of the camera stuff, which is uh, Josh and Michael. And they are aware of this Blair Witch ghost story. They go out to this town to investigate. They ask a bunch of people um, if they know anything about the Blair Witch, they get some random stories, which is kind of confusing, right? Because the Blair Witch is this woman who was a witch that was like accused of being a witch and, and killed and then came back to curse this town. But then I guess she convinces other random people throughout the town's history to commit murderous atrocities against children. So I figure she like possessed them or something and they got possessed by a spirit or she like... Put some kind of spell on them. She's a witch, right? Because right? they, because one guy tells a story about a guy, yeah, who captures children in his house and kills them two by two, making them stand in the corner while he kills the other one. But this is about the Blair Witch, and then they go talk to this like weird, like methed out ballerina. <laughs> that lady's just old and has probably a lot of cats. <laughs> right, right. And then after they gather these stories, it's just off into the woods to try and get some footage of the cemetery where all the children are buried? Is that what they're out there for? I think it's like uh, they just start at the cemetery. I guess some of the children were born. They're like, some of the myths here and some have been washed away, you know, and they were showing old tombstones that you couldn't really read what they said. Or, Or was the goal to make it to the Blair Witch's house? I don't think they knew there was a house. Good point. Yeah, They were going to a cemetery. Right, it was just the goal of the cemetery. That was it. Well, she said at one point when they were coming back was like two spots and then back to the car. So the first spot was the cemetery. And I guess the second spot was the, the stone. The coffin something where they found the guys dead on it. it was like, coffin rock? Coffin rock, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's rock, coffin. Right, right, right. <laughs> but now when they're going through the town, they're talking to people. Does she... Does she take like a jab at this at this old man about religion? Listen to this. Oh, yeah. Do you believe in witchcraft? No. No? No, sir. Are you a religious man? Yep. Alrighty. What what was that all about? <laughs> Just a random little yeah, you're a piece of shit. 
Jesus Christ. I think it was like, oh, you're religious. Okay, well, then you're not open-minded at all about what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Booga booga ghost stories. <laughs> and as soon as we're done talking to all these wackos, including the weird ballerina woman, which is... It's weird rednecks are as scary to me as, like, most other scary things. I mean, if not scarier. Like, Hills Have Eyes? That freaks me out, man. Yes. Like, there's Hillbilly just something... The weird, like, sunken jaws from having bad teeth and the, like, awkward movements from having medical ailments that have never been attended to. and the like willingness to fuck their relatives. Yeah, and the, like, <laughs> the delusion of, like, being excited and passionate about things but having nowhere near the capacity to recognize or realize any of that. It's just all very whenever I experience it. And that's, like, one of the most disturbing things to me in this film is their interview with that woman. She's pretty crazy. Mary something. <clears throat> Mary something, and she holds some like relevant importance to this thing too that I'm not quite understanding. I, I get kind of, sort of confused about all the different stories that they interlay. Actually, it's funny because I can't remember any of the stories she told. Like, I don't remember any of the things she said. No, because you can't her... stop looking at her <laughs> gaunt face. Yes, exactly, <laughs> and her like ridiculous, too young for her gaunt elderly face hairstyle. The only time okay. I thought about it was when the girl was like, "Oh, the pile of rocks." Didn't Crazy Mary say something about that? And I was like, "Did she?" <laughs> How can you guys watch this movie and separate how much money was used to make it and not give it all the credit in the world? No, we are. It looks like, I mean, $25,000. I'm wondering what they spent that on, I guess, editing. Because if they paid three actors to carry cameras and film everything. For barely over a week. What did they do? (laughs) Editing had to be. It was editing. Eight months of editing. I'm sure that's where most of the money went. (laughs) Yeah, and possibly into the marketing campaign of trying to start up a yep. Blair Witch They probably thing. gave those and actors some training. They did. They made a big, elaborate, beautiful website that was highly interactive at a time when websites were just learning how to be interactive. They made a mythology behind it. They convinced people it was real, and people like took right into it. Very, very successful campaign in that regard. Um <clears throat> I remember thinking it was real until I watched it, and I was like, there's no way that's real. No, it's not. You can tell by the acting. But once they... I don't know. I I think what they pulled off here, I can't... uh, Any judgment I have of this movie is... I I can't separate it from what they accomplished based on what they had to work with. Like, I just don't... You could do it for this movie, but you can't do it for Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. You appreciate the, the groundbreaking the part of, 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 Bla- of Blair Witch Project and the terrible film it is. But Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street, you're like, ah, I mean, yeah, franchise. Yeah, they started the whole horror genre, but you know, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm just saying, you were ragging <laughs> on it so hard, even though we're like, it's icon. It's what we remember. It's like oh, Jasmine. This is uh... that's because Friday the Thirteenth is a couple of assholes ripping someone else's idea off and what creating about a piece on of Elm shit. Street? What about Nightmare like... on Elm Street? Because that's really the one I care about more. <laughs> well, Nightmare right. on Elm Street. Ugh. The first I one. I mean, it's fair point. Your argument, exciting. Nathan, was that Blair Witch is you know original content and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is original content. Original content. Very original. Um. I think I've spent enough <laughs> of the 
of the air in my lungs on right. Nightmare on Elm Street. Right, wait. Let's get to the part where they go out in the woods and the artistic shots start to take over. Mike has really sporadic hair patterns on his chest. It's like a symbol. It's like <laughs> blank, hairy, blank, hairy. You should see my ass. You should see my ass. <laughs> guy over here. Forget about it. <laughs> he does, though. What a disgusting chest that man has. Moving on. <laughs> No, I got lots of stuff in here. They got crawling around in the woods. We get a little bit of this. I see a dirty behind. Oh. <laughs> I see a dirty behind. Mm-hmm. I'm you got so many clips in that movie. I was like, was there a dialogue? Yeah, I guess they talked. Oh, yeah, they, they, they do a little bit of talking. Yeah. A little bit of talking in there. Um, Was, I felt like the ending to this, Like, I feel like there is a whole lot of, wandering around in the woods and getting into arguments and trying to pull off this respectable but not quite successful descent into madness. And then, boom, Josh is taken, boom. They find the Blair Witch's house, boom, the movie is over. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I, I would have preferred, you could have kept it just as out of shot or out of range as you had been the entire movie, but I would have liked a little more of the climax and a little less of the descent, unless the descent had been pulled off a little bit better. Yeah, uh, I will say that did bring back like so. The end, I guess they were leaning towards the the guy, right? The sort of the guy with the children, because like he goes in there and he drops the camera, and then she goes in there and she there's a glimpse of him in the corner, and she's like, "Mike, Mike," and then. She's knocked out. Right. What? What is that? Is that so? Then is that a trait of the Blair Witch, or is that a trait of the Blair Witch via this other pedophile man that she took control of many hundreds of years later? Like the mythology itself is confusing. Do you guys get it? I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like the whole thing. You were disturbed when they opened the bindle and it was full of flesh and stuff, and with the weird noises that the witch was making. Yeah, I was literally sitting up on the couch, like straining towards the television to hear what they were hearing. <laughs> but you never oh, could. You should have seen me. Like, what it's is embarrassing. It? I know, and I did have I, I did have some clips of that. I didn't have I don't have them with me right now. But yeah, it's like it's, it was like a mix of like children's laughter with weird, like when two cats that don't like each other are, are meeting for the first time, and they're like, <laughs> and then children laughing. <laughs> Yeah, well, when you pick it apart like that. <laughs> I just think it's funny that they didn't think it could have been a deer or a wild animal at any point until, like, the third time it happened. Like, maybe it's a deer. They're like, yeah, but what about yesterday? <laughs> or, like, a bear? Or, like, any sort of large animal that might be in the in middle the of woods, the woods? You know? Yeah. Animals live in the woods. It was, like, pretty immediate. <laughs> they were like, it must be something supernatural. It's a witch. <laughs> crackling. Um, it was crackling. Enter me. I would have been that person. Like, okay, <laughs> yes. it's obviously supernatural. Let's get the fuck out of here. Like, what is? I hear twigs breaking. Ah, it's probably a bear. No, that is the Blair Witch, and we're all gonna die. I did like Open how, your eyes. I did like how Mike in the beginning was like, I don't know. He's like, you scared? He's like, no, I don't, I'm not scared. But I don't know what it was. If there's someone's fucking with us or it's something else. Either way, I don't want to fuck with it. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is the most intelligent thing said in the whole movie. That's right. And here's the, here's the, the archetypes that they were supposed to identify with, like the only sort of advice they were given from the, from the director, which is that Heather is supposed to be like the diehard documentarian. Like even though everything is fucked, she still wants to get footage, even though she knows that it's 
tasteless to do so. She still wants to get footage. I think that comes, apro- comes across pretty well, sometimes by force, but you get it. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh is supposed to be the mediator, right? Keep everybody calm. Why are we freaking out right now? You're, you're both reacting this way, but here's the situation, so let's try to calm down. And then Mike is supposed to be like the the wild card. Wild card, for sure. <laughs> right. Except him and Josh switch roles at one point when Josh freaks out. So everyone does kind of have their breakdown moment. Like Mike has it when he's like, I threw the fucking map in the fucking lake. Ha ha ha. And he's like laughing his ass off. And he's like, it's hilarious. It wasn't doing anything. Ha ha Yep. Oh, I, I would it. argue that no one has a f- true freak out moment. I don't uh, know. I think Mike's was pretty like, I was like, yeah, that dude hit the fan. Like, you mean this freak out right here? <laughs> it was useless. I kicked that fucker into the creek. <laughs> I fucking hope he's kidding. <laughs> Mike. Holy shit. I really fucking hope Mike, he's kidding. Are you kidding? Well, he wasn't kidding. He was not kidding. He kicked that fucker right in there. <laughs> I was kinda I was kinda waiting for them to just throw the cameras away. Or at him. Right? Doesn't that happen eventually? No, no, they're still holding the cameras when they go down into the basement. No, no, I I get that. But I mean, in in real life, wouldn't you reach a point eventually where you're like footage or life footage? That's my point is that this is extra baggage. We're done. Let's find out how to get out of here. Fuck the dat. What is it? What is a dat? Can someone tell me what a dat is, please? What is the dat? His ass is going to be grass if he doesn't get that back on time. Okay, man. It was really important. They didn't even know he took it. It's the digital uh, apparatus technology. (laughs) Does anyone know how you kick a map? (laughs) (laughs) It was not a very big map either. No, she must have left it like right next to the bank and he just like skirted it with the side of his foot. Like, (laughs) meh. You can't can't punch it. So he didn't like toss it in the air and roundhouse it or anything like that. What does that stand for? Digital apparatus technology. Shut your fucking face and tell me what dat really means. I see a dirty behind. <laughs> Are you kidding? Don't give... God damn it, Nathan. God damn it. God damn Fucking bullshit! <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what? We're going to take a minute here because I don't like how that whole Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th thing went down. <laughs> no, we're going we're gonna to talk about this for a second because I just worked a few numbers out. <laughs> Oh. And uh, Friday the 13th. <clears throat> Sorry. We're going to start with the least impressive one. Nightmare on Elm Street <sighs> um, managed to multiply its budget. So I'm going to say how many times the budget it made in money. Okay? Okay. So Nightmare on Elm Street made 15 times what it spent on making the movie. Okay. Okay. Um, a Friday the 13th made 67 times what it put in. Right. And I know how many times Blair Witch did. 4,000 times what they put into it is what the Blair Witch made. Ooh, I've read even more extreme numbers, like 10,000. So, well, I'm going off of the $60,000 budget estimated from the Blair Witch, or from IMDb Pro. So I'm even giving leeway here. <laughs> so let's not oh, put them. No. Let's not put them on the same level playing field in yeah. this situation. Those numbers don't mean anything for what the point that I was trying to make. What point were you trying to make? That, that it, you were giving Blair Witch its homage because they did something that was never done, and so you didn't want to say anything too bad about it. Whereas 
Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street both did a similar thing, and you hated on them hardcore. <laughs> like, Friday all the over that. copied. Okay, I understand Halloween. about that, but the point is, like, still, Nightmare it was groundbreaking. Um, honestly, I think hmm. he's just fucking with you guys. <laughs> yeah, no, that happens a lot. And hmm. speaking of nightmares, you want to hear my nightmare? Just okay. let him have his... his anybody have a cigarette? No, man. No, there's none left. Nobody has any cigarettes? We're out. Why the fuck? What the fuck was this blue jelly shit all over my shit? <laughs> what is that? What, what is this blue jelly shit all over my shit? That was not the part that I wanted, though. It was the part about not having any cigarettes and being stuck in the woods. Holy shit. What? That's where I start freaking out. I'm you sick can target it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? There's no cigarettes? <laughs> you sure do you... sound like that when you get scared. I know. I do. <laughs> oh, I do. Okay. Do I have any more clips here? I don't know. I have tons of stuff. Something's wrong with me. Well, now that is some fucked up shit. Taken from behind. Hey, Nathan, do you know who the ATV are? All the boys. <laughs> All the boys. All the fucking boys. All righty. Okay. How about we move on into something called favorite, least favorite? Uh, let's make a little transition. Let's calm down a little bit. I've been throwing a lot at everybody right now. Yeah, there we go. Feel it. No. All right. Favorite, least favorite moments of the Blair Witch Project. I'm prepared. Are you guys prepared? God. Who Josh? am I going to throw it to first? Nathan, I'm going to throw it to you. Give the ladies a chance to prepare. You're going to you're going to throw it to me. Huh? My favorite part and my least favorite part? Yep. Um, you know, take hmm, take liberty. It doesn't here. have to be specific. I would say my favorite part uh, Does it have to be a specific scene? What what are the rules here, Dan? No, 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 no. Did uh, interpret at will. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Do you really want Nathan um, to do that? Is that <laughs> the kind of stuff we want to give him? So my, my, <laughs> okay. my favorite thing about the Blair Witch Project is how it genuinely creates anxiety and the amount of time and effort that went into the detail um, trying to get the most honest reactions out of the actors as possible. Okay, now take that. Say it again over top of this. What's your favorite part, Nathan? My favorite part is how they pay attention to detail and create anxiety. Creating anxiety? Genuinely. Genuinely? Throughout the movie. Movie. <laughs> In such a basic and simple way that hadn't been done before. There's just, there's, there's commendation to be had here, Daniel. There is. And um, my least favorite part is the end. Least favorite part is the, oh, the end. My least favorite part is the end because you don't get to see the Blair Witch. I keep wanting to see her somewhere walking in the woods or something, like floating, you know, she doesn't touch the ground or whatever. Right, they keep saying it, but they just won't give it to you. Yeah, they just don't give it to you. And they don't give it to you at all. Which I guess you Not can look once. at from a positive perspective. You could say that's why it's good. 
But in this specific situation, after building that much anxiety, constantly building, constantly building, using the blacked out screen, using the, the camera and the light and the flashlight and, you know, keeping you in the dark, essentially the entire movie, I think um, they should have given you something more than what they gave you. We're going to square off here. Oh, yeah, let's continue with it. Let's move mm. to the virtual right on to Chelsea. Chelsea, favorite, least favorite. My favorite part is the end. Oh, oh stark no. contrast. Um, that's the best part, is that they don't show you the Blair Witch. And so it's very effective to you, the him standing in the corner as she comes around screaming. Every other movie that I've seen, sorry, my audio is cutting out in a strange fashion. That's all right. Um... It what happened to saying? all of us. It happened to all Get of it? us, honey. Yeah. It, it's no, every time, every time I speak, with when he's playing the music in the background, every time I open my mouth or pause, it stops the music and starts and stops and starts. It's very distracting. Oh, that's what I was going to say. It's happening to everybody. It is, and oh, no one's distracted. Just to it you guys, then. You guys. That sucks. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I must be of a simple mind. But what I'm trying thought, to say... He thought he was being clever by playing the music. He thought he was being witty and fun, but really he was just fucking with us. <laughs> it sounded witty when you were speaking. <laughs> well, you could hear me and the music at the same time? I could, yeah. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah, I can just only get over myself and just suck it <laughs> oh, up. Honey, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, all the other horror movies that show that lead you along and do that slow burn Daniel's always talking about. And then as soon as they show you what the thing is that you're supposed to be scared of, it is instantly less scary. Mm -hmm. Right. Even Paranormal Activity, which does a similar thing at the very end, it oh, shows they like a possessed it. thing. It's totally ruined. And I think you want it, but you don't want it. Yes. No, no, no. I want fleeting glimpses. Yeah. Like yeah. Per peripherals. I don't want direct contact like they did at the very end of Paranormal Activity. You want Alien at the end of the alley in signs. You want Slender Man. Mm, yeah, that is a weirdly good part in a very horrible movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, the whole movie of Signs sucks except for that one scene where the alien like passes by the opening of the alley and you're like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, no, yeah. That's no, what I... you want. You want the what the fuck is that? I mean, for like a fleeting glimpse. I don't want to be, I don't want to have the Blair Witch in my face. I want to just have, I want to see her float from behind or something. Like right? Just, just like see her in the, distance. The, the shadow of like two legs, six inches off the air outside of the tent or like. Yeah. Yeah. It's just something fleeting that just passes by the peripheral near the tree or something. And you're just like, oh my fucking God. Because then, then there's real danger out there. They but don't give you the, the real danger. But wasn't the glimpse of the kid standing in the corner as the camera falls to the ground like didn't that do anything for you it, that it was did. clever it's pretty creepy it is pretty creepy it brings it full circle it doesn't tell you what's happening or what's going to happen and doesn't give you any answers but it leaves you with this feeling like what it is i remember both the first time and this time watching that very end scene and then that cut to credits and being like it's not what i wanted but it's acceptable So now that, what's your least favorite then? Least as, favorite. as 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 a you know, as a as a stark fan of this movie, <laughs> what's your least favorite part of this? My least favorite part is that I'm gonna have to throw away my tent. <laughs> Ooh, no tents. 
No tents you anymore. Could, you could like camp in like safe parks where there are like people there. <laughs> yeah, where you get to see the patrol truck every yeah, once in a while, just yeah. do that comforting They're circle. Like park rangers and stuff. Yeah. Right, but if the Blair Witch will come and fuck with your tent, what will it do to you without a tent? But <laughs> well, it left them alone when they ran off without it, so. That is true. I have high hopes. As soon as they ran away, and that was that that that, and even though you question why they're running away when they are in the middle of running away, it is very anxious and crazy and like what the fuck is happening right now and expecting something to like lash out at your back. Mm-hmm. I like that. And I think too, um, with them trying to spin it as being real, it's really difficult to show very much and still have people create that hype for you. Yeah. Right. Like War of the Worlds style. Right, right. Jasmine, favorite part? I'm going to agree with Chelsea Ooh. on my favorite scene. It's the in the last part, but for two reasons. One, because of the suspense, because they didn't show the Blair Rich, and so you got to... I mean, imagination's always more powerful than whatever they can show you or make you see, you know? It's like... If I keep thinking about it, the Blair Witch could be anything, you know? Celebrating subtlety, yeah. So that's Preach. fun. I also like how they show the glimpse of the guy in the corner and it makes it super creepy because it's like a reference to the story that you already heard. So it's like, hmm, even though not, it's not true, maybe that part was true. And that's even creepier because it's not the Blair Witch. It's someone possessed by them or thinks they are. And they're doing crazy shit to people out in the woods. <laughs> right. And I feel like that could happen anywhere. I'm telling you, hillbillies, woods, freaks me out. Yeah, <laughs> not the only one. Yeah. But I also like the last scene because just kind of whatever. Um, because they finally shut that bitch up. Jesus Christ, she's like screaming the whole time, and she's like, the microphone is so loud. She's like, Mike, Mike, Mike. He's <laughs> <laughs> all the that blood. like, Doom. and then she's out. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, finally. And they give you that double perspective where they like you follow Mike's camera in first and watch him get knocked out, and then you follow her camera in right afterwards. Mm-hmm. You get sort of that double take on the same uh, play out of events, which which is interesting and, and plays into their uh, uh, creativity, which I'm sure came about through editing after the fact. Mm-hmm. I was thinking because there were a few parts that were a little like unsure who was watching who or like there's one time it seemed like it was Mike's camera. But then she's like, you can hear her really loud, like in the background. And then when it went to her camera, it was like really quiet, but you can still hear her screaming. I was like, which camera are they on? Like. You would think that if it was her camera, she'd be louder, but then it was like supposed to be Mike, but then he was in a different place. I don't know. It got a little confusing there. Yeah, and you can tell that they're late into shooting at this house scene because it, even though it's annoying, I like the way she reacts whenever Mike like dips around a corner in the house. She gets like really desperate. She's like, wait, 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 wait Mike, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> and that's what you would do if you were that terrified in that moment. It's just the fact that the other person had the audacity to dip out of sight for a second would make you flip your shit. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't buying it. She was not buying it. Not There's buying like, it? There was only one part where I genuinely felt like what she was saying was what she was saying was when she was running. She was like, what the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? Everything else seemed a little forced. Like <clears throat> You do hear a lot of the forced. The shit is on. Drop the camera and dart out of the house. Yeah, no, she's right behind yep. him because she can't hear him anymore and she's got to find out. Yeah, we'll send in a SWAT team for the camera later. <laughs> It's just, I don't know. And the batteries. The battery pr- the proposition bothers me. Oh, you read that on the internet. 
No, I didn't. I thought about it while I was watching. I was like, man, those are really great batteries. Oh, 1999 had cadmium nickel. <laughs> That's right. They did say in the beginning, though, that they had enough power to, like, or enough battery power to, like, power a small third world country or something. So they were, like, packing a bunch of juice. Like, prepared for that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of that 1994 uh, cadmium lithium. Oh, yeah. Like, All right, what's your least favorite part? Pull up a stool, um, lay it out there. The simple thing, which is this damn shaky cam, you know? A lot Sometimes of that. Sometimes it actually, not as bad as I remember it being, because there were some pretty steady parts. But overall, when they're running and it's moving so fast, or when they're not running, yeah. and they're just like sitting, and then like it's like here, and it's like wobbles to the side, and it comes back, and like that makes me more nauseous than that running. Because they're running, I expect it to be that way. When they're like sitting there talking, though, I'm like, what's up? Can you hold this camera still? Can you try? Fuck. Come on, Jasmine. There's a reason for the shaky cam in this movie. You can forgive it because you understand why the camera's shaking. I sort of say I forgive it when they're running because I understand why the camera is shaking because they're running. Why when they're sitting there talking to each other in a tent is it shaking? Does when when let me ask you this. When you walk around in life, does your eyesight <laughs> shake and jump around the way that Friday the 13th's POV cam does. <laughs> and we're back. All right. That's... The answer is no, it doesn't. Also, World War Z, purpose behind there being a shaky cam in throughout oh. the entire first half of that fucking movie. I can't remember. Okay. It's the one with Brad Pitt, right? All right, let's move on to Could we me. tell the camera was shaking too much? No. <laughs> I don't remember. Was Brad Pitt All I remember is stacking zombies. That's all I remember. <laughs> stacking zombies and Brad Pitt. That's all I remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love that. And all right, I'm, I'm going to go in the reverse. For me, least favorite part, way too much stale ambience, uh, too much camera is being like put on a log. On a secondary note, too much mention of the word log. <laughs> Uh, if I never see a log again, it'll be too soon. Uh, I hate logs. Is that the same log? It can't be the same log. Oh God, it's the same log. <clears throat> and it's not the same log. It's the same log. So, so too much putting the camera down in places, and just a, li- a little bit too much of the improv. I, I get. I respect the effort to just be like, here's the point is to get from A to B, and whatever happens in between, we'll just film it and cut it later. That's great. I respect that. It just too much of it this time around now my favorite part much more interesting i have a clip i don't know if it'll come through very clear in audio because it's sort of a visual thing but it is what i found to be the realest moment in their descent into madness and it's that it's not (laughs) that but it's this part (laughs) right here we'll see if you can if you can pick it up if you can't i'll explain it you need help no 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 i don't need any help I'm okay. What happened? Nothing, nothing happened. I'm just very hungry. I'm very tired. And I'm very scared and I just want to go home. The hair are getting caught in the bag. And we're both okay. Okay. Oh, my hair is caught. (laughs) (laughs) Her hair. You're right, Nathan. Nathan, you got it. You got it right. You win. 
It is her hair getting caught in the bag. She's in the throes of depression, anxiety, too exhausted to be frightened. She doesn't know what she's saying. She's just babbling on about different shit that she's scared about. And then as she tries to get her awkward, cumbersome backpack on, her hair gets stuck in one of the corners of the backpack. And she's just like, gives up. She's just like, (laughs) my hair. (laughs) And I found that to be so real. And I remember watching that part and thinking in my head, I wonder, I, I bet you that was just, you know, I bet that that just happened and she just rolled with it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It totally yeah. just happened. And that's great. That part was so real. Just being too exhausted and then having to take a break from your <laughs> your terrified diatribe to mention something as mundane as my hair is cut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, outstanding. And that performance is, of course, from Heather Donahue playing herself as Heather Donahue. Let's all welcome Heather Donahue to the stage. It's a new little segment, Nathan. A little segment I call, Is She a Scream Queen? Now, I've got two different clips here. (laughs) I love games. We're going to take a little look at Heather Donahue. Being a screen queen is a big part of being a horror film icon. Is Heather Donahue a screen queen? Let's take a little peek. That's not bad. How about this one? Josh! Great. Josh! Eh, not so great. Let's hear them together. Excellent. Let's keep piling it on. I'm just joking. That's enough of that. Oh, Jesus. Oh, we're out of control. Okay, that's enough. Now, is Heather Donahue a scream queen? Panel. I will say I think she's got the lungs for it because when she's screaming Josh, she really, like, had some upper octaves. She does lay it out there. Hmm. She has some missteps. I didn't like that second Josh when she's screaming Josh, but that first Josh is pretty nice. Oh, Mike has really patterns on his chest. It's like a sim- it- <laughs> Sorry about that. Out of control over here. Out of control. She lacks consistency. Consistency. Excellent. See, Keyword. I thought the second one was better because it was so piercing. First one's out, it's got good tone, but like the second one was like piercing. I was like, whoa, okay. Mm, I like- expect her to like Jump it up that extra octave. Like the first one is too scripted. The second one sounds more natural because it is flawed. Mm-hmm. All right. I get you. I get you. Nathan, mm-hmm. Chelsea. I love this segment. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, several times throughout the movie, I thought that she, I just, you know, I was like, shut up. Like, oh, but like yeah. scream or whine. Oh. Yeah. The Ugh. whining is pretty bad. <laughs> Heavy breathing. Like, how do you have, I guess my whole problem with the whole thing is, how do you have, like, a natural expression of, of freaking out and still hold on to the camera? So obsessed about documentary making, are we? You're just so obsessed about making the documentary that you <laughs> can't like, even put down the fucking camera to scream? I like that part that came through when she was like, they're like, come on, put the camera away. She's like, okay, okay, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm doing it. Put, put the camera away. Like, put the camera, I'm, okay, right now, like, right now, it's going away while not moving or changing they, anything. <laughs> they do everything they can to make you not think about that. And I I agree. They they try, they 
They do as much as they can to make you not think about that. <laughs> but come on. Yeah, I don't put know. It, put it down. Like, I'm, I'm not. I'm it's not saying she, she should put it down. I'm. I'm pleading with her to put it down. Put it down. It's all she has. Okay. <laughs> it's all she has. <laughs> Uh, it is. It is. It is later on in the movie once they've been out there for a while, and she is like, she looks truly stressed out a little bit. <laughs> that was her breakdown point. I feel like, yeah, I feel like her acting picks up in the latter half of the movie. Uh, even even though even then, it's you can still pick up the improv-y forced parts. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a mm-hmm. part where it's like, it's your fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. She's like, I know, I know. And then like, so I guess that's when uh, the breakdowny part was after they lost the map already, and she's just like, it's fucked. We're fucked. Like. Yeah, how many yes. times did they say that? You lost the fucking map? You lost the fucking map. <laughs> it was map. useless. I kicked that fucker into the creek. <laughs> well, he's like, that's the most like irresponsible thing you could have ever done. She's like, I knew that. I knew it. I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Okay? I'm sorry. Oh, God. How many times I said sorry? I, what okay. about... Sorry to bring it back. <laughs> what about duration? Her... Isn't duration have something to do with Scream Queens? Oh, All of yeah, the Screams like, are pretty short. Does she have the endurance? Well, we didn't mm-hmm. give her full ending Scream clip Gosh. its rightful hearing. Let's give that a go right now. Yeah, you sold me. She killed that. Yeah, although she is a little breathy. Yes, mm-hmm. very breathy. She's right? heavy breathing throughout this whole thing. That's true. She's Maybe like she's, she's, she's labor painting this whole movie. Maybe she was Did she get the role because of her ability to do that? I'm not exactly sure. The stuff that I found out about her from the behind the scenes stuff from her her auditions and her showing up on the set makes her seem like sort of a weirdo. Like she showed up with knives on her person because she was scared to film in the woods with two other male actors by herself. Uh, she kept asking the director if this was a secret snuff film. Like, there are very bizarre stories about Heather Donahue behind the scenes, but I did watch an interview with her and Craig Kilborn back when he used to host The Daily Show. Wow. And she seemed pretty normal and very self-aware of how crazy the whole hype behind the Blair Witch Project was. So I don't know. I'm... I can't tell if I'm a fan or not. <laughs> I, I like say. that it was breathy. Yeah. Is that the word you used? It was, like, yes. Breathy is the word I would <laughs> use, yeah. Just not necessarily for a Scream Queen um, category, but just in context. Yeah, it makes it seem more real, like she's actually out of breath because she's scared and freaked out. Yeah. It fits. She's been hiking for like five days straight. She's chasing Mike through that house at the end. She's hungry. She's she's ragged. Yeah. Um, Ragged, yeah. Daniel. Uh, Nathan. um, Why don't we have uh, a contrast? Do we have an example of, like, the queen of Scream Queens? You know? Bring up Lois Lane. Ooh, yeah, no, no. Yeah, no, I I get you. No, I don't have it right now, but that's a good point. I'll have one next time. You know what, Chelsea? You bring up a good point. I think that Margot Kidder, uh, the helicopter scene in Superman, deserves some some credit. <laughs> I will. I, don't fi- know if I it will makes find it, it into will, Daniel's world. I'll play it for reference. I will play it for reference. And to be honest, there was an equally potential scream king in this movie as well, if I remember. <laughs> Oh, my God. 
This is not the way to get out of here. Fuck! 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 I would have tried that a little more. God damn! <laughs> They're all a bunch of pussies. They had a compass. I mean, come on. But they followed that compass Lost south for a day and walked in a circle. Fifteen hours they walked. Still, is that the same fucking log? Same log. Maybe if they dropped their huge packs with the dat. They need that because it's got their camping gear. I thought that too. She's like, ah, oh, we should have the pack. I'm like, yeah, it's got your fucking tent and sleeping bag in it. So. They don't make it out within a day, which they obviously didn't. They would have been fucked. <laughs> yeah, but you can't leave without the debt. I see a dirty behind. Can't leave without the debt. Are you going to play um, Margot Kidder from Superman? No, I don't have it. But you know what I am wondering? What is the wheel doing while we're talking about all this stuff the whole time? Will, yeah, what is Wilter doing? What is this Wilter? I don't know. Do you think I should turn his mic on for a second? Yeah, turn it on. Sure. All right, yeah, let's turn it on real quick. I'll choose the movie. You choose the time. And if you don't watch it, your soul is mine. <laughs> Rotting in hell. Hey, guys. All right, all right. Back to the movie. <laughs> all right. I think that covers it. We've covered the film. We've covered our favorite parts, our least favorite parts. Uh, you know what? I think it's time for a break. We're going to cut to a break real quick. We'll be right back. Schedule update for uh, May of 2014. Uh, go to the 100lunatics.com website. Check out other episodes of the 100lunatics podcast. Uh, go back through the saga of the Freddy Krueger and the uh, Jason Voorhees nightmares and Friday the 13th collectively. Or uh, check out the Trailer Park Podcast. Thank you. All right, back to 100 Lunatics. Ooh. Guys, guys, and guys. Ladies. <laughs> and ladies. <laughs> ladies. Oh, what's that? What is that? Oh shit, Nathan, Chelsea, Jasmine, you know what that means. You know what that means, time to go back to 1999. Uh oh, what was happening in 1999? Let's take a little journey. Guys, film. Anyone want to take a quick guess at what movies also came out in 1999, relatively close to the release of the Blair Witch Project? Nathan? Um, this feels... Odd. <laughs> oh, does it feel odd? You don't have any guesses. No yeah, idea of 90s. what came out in 1999. Well, Fight Club came out in 1999. Fight Club. Oh, that's one from my list. Anybody else got a guess? <laughs> nope, that's fine. I will continue anyways. The Phantom Menace. The Sixth Sense. American mm. Beauty. Mm. The Matrix. Wild, wild west. Oh. <laughs> Taking a look at music, Believe by Cher. Oh. No Scrubs back. by... Oh, yeah, the TLC. TLC, thank you very much. <laughs> Baby <laughs> One More nice. Time by... Ugh. Britney Spears, you're welcome. <laughs> Genie in a Bottle by Christina Aguilera and... On top of all of that, coming out in the same year, Living La Vida Loca by Ricky Martin. Well, it was, it was the turn of the millennium. That it was. It was, a big, it was a big fucking deal. 
a new era. Video games? This might be a smaller audience that might understand this. Silent Hill ring a bell with anybody? The first one came out then. Final Fantasy VIII. Counter-Strike. Nathan. Nathan. What? EverQuest. Oh, shit. Oh, (laughs) shit. 1999. EverQuest was released. And in culture at the time, sure, was the Russian president... Uh, being impeached and defeating that impeachment, sure, was Pakistan being having its government overrun. Sure it was. But you know what the thing that was on everybody's lips? Okay. Y2K. Y2K, Nathan, I know you and I remember Y2K quite well. Mm-hmm. We stood together. We stood together, sir. On the cliff for, uh, of a Canadian mountaintop. <laughs> with the whole city of Calgary below our view waiting for the whole thing to crash and burn, and nothing happened. Nothing. That's right. Disappointing. Disappointment. That was the key word to 1999, and we partied like we were disappointed. <laughs> oh, what is that? It's time to go back. Let's go back, guys. <sighs> All right. We are back just in time. Just in time. Oh, you know what that means. No. <laughs> it's time for the 100 Lunatics Quiz Show. Oh, Nathan, Jasmine, wow. Chelsea. I really only have one question. Well, I've got a secondary backup question just in <laughs> case. But this is my first question, my only question, quote unquote. The production company for the Blair Witch cro- uh, Project is Haxon Studios. What does Haxon mean in Swedish? Panel. Anybody can take it. Wait, what was the word again? Haxon? Haxon. Get your Google, everybody. This is just a guess, right? We're just guessing? Just take a guess. Haxon. What does it mean in Swedish? (laughs) Amateur. Amateur, good guess. That is incorrect, though. Uh, uh, House. House, also Uh, incorrect. Nathan, you're the last hope. Witchcraft. Oh, that is so close. What do I give it? I don't really know what to give it. I should give it one of these. Oh, no. <laughs> Ooh, it means witch. It was so close, though. Oh, it was so close. I don't... Uh, what do I do about that? Judges? Yeah, that's unfortunate. The prize was... bullshit! I know. The prize was to choose the starting category for next episode spin. That's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. The only way to win it now is to either guess the next question correctly or somehow stumble upon, stumble upon the secret phrase, which no one has done yet. It wasn't the fucking shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, it was not. Okay, I'm going to play a little clip. This Harry is from Peach Cobbler. Nope. It is a line from the movie, though. I have made it easier than previous episodes. Hmm. Platypus. Nope, not platypus. Not mentioned once in the film. <laughs> All right. I'm going to play a little clip for you guys. And I want you to tell me. This is when Heather is reading from her book. They're taking that shot of her reading from her book at Coffin Rock before they go out into the woods. While she is reading about the miners that are discovered dead there, does she perform the take perfectly, stumble and move on, or demand another take? Beep. Chelsea. B. B. Jasmine. A. A. Nathan. C. C. Wow. (laughs) All around the board. All right. Let's take a look. This is very interesting. You need help? No. No. 
That's not the right, That's one. Not the right one. All right, let's go on. <laughs> nope, not the right one either. This one is the right one. <laughs> Once again. They went into the woods prepared to find death. What they found was a desecration of humanity at the site which trappers have often referred to as Coffin Rock. On top of the rock formation, the story of the torture inflicted upon these brave five men unfolded. Each was bound to the other, each man's hands bound to the next man's feet, forming a solid structure out of the men. Blood at the edges of the hemp indicate that this act had committed, been committed while each was alive and able-bodied enough to struggle. Oh, the correct answer is B. She nice. stumbles and Woo! moves on. Chelsea, yeah! congratulations. What do I win? <laughs> you win the right to choose next week's opening category spin. What does that mean? I don't know. I'm just a guest. Exactly. You're just a guest. If Jonathan doesn't mysteriously show up by next week, if you are around and joining us, you will have the chance to choose between whether the wheel starts spinning on 100 lunatics, 100 years of horror, 100 subgenres, Daniel decides, or sequel or remake. So do I get to pass on my... Winning you're to asking, someone else? Is, you're asking if I can hear Nathan whispering in your ear about you forfeiting my gift to you to him. <laughs> and the answer is no. Okay. If you do not join us next week, you will not get to claim this gift. But we got to pick the movie now. How do we know? Wait a minute. How do we spin now? We yeah, because like, we got to pick the movie now so we can watch it by next time. It's getting close to spin time. I would prefer everyone not telling me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys. Seems to be a problem in this group. I'm telling everyone what to do. God damn! Fucking bullshit! Yeah. All right. Well. Chelsea, do you consider yourself a horror lover or a horror hater? I love it. You love it. Okay. Big fan. Big fan. Jasmine is also a fan, although she is very lenient. <laughs> Nathan, you're our horror hater. Nathan, should non-horror fans watch The Blair Witch Project? Yes. Yes. <laughs> is it a milestone? It's not horror. <laughs> There is very little horror to be had in this film. That is correct. Other than the impact of the fleshy, hairy, bloody mass in the bindle. And I some... Think, I think uh, cinematic... People who appreciate cinema should be interested in a movie that made 4,000 times what it put in financially. Right. That's all Nathan cares about is how much money did it make compared to how much it used. Yes. That that's what makes it, that's what makes a great it, film. It, it, that is obviously it is an impressive feat. Film. It did a lot of firsts. You know, it didn't it didn't rip people off or create some psychopath. It just you know tried to use anxiety. It tried to yeah, utilize the elements of horror that you, sir, should be celebrating. You should really be celebrating pretty. what it attempted to do. But no, all I hear is mild disappointment and meh. No, 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 no. We have not yet gotten to Daniel's diatribe, so you don't worry about what I think quite yet. Is that another segment? It is another segment. <laughs> I'm excited. I know. And as horror lovers, Jasmine, Chelsea, should people watch The Blair Witch Project? Uh, once. Once. That's good <laughs> advice. I agree. Yeah. Chelsea, we're going with watch it once. And if you watch it again, put some space in between. <laughs> yeah, lots, lots yeah and like block out the windows. 
get some popcorn, really get into it. Because if you watch really it in loud. the middle of the afternoon, get it's not really going to do it for you. Get really drunk and high so you might believe it. Yeah. Oh, Good yeah. advice. Now you're going to want to do a shot, right, guys? <laughs> Pull me a shot, please. Yep. Oh! I'm freaking out. Oh! You can't do that. Yes, I, I, you know, the at this point, I fucking have to. have to do that, all right? I fucking have to. Fucking we have any to. weed? <laughs> Can't forget that she hates bourbon, even though she's drinking Johnny Walker Red Label. Oh, <laughs> uh, Heather Donahue. And now we come all the way around the panel back to Daniel. What does Daniel think? <laughs> Here we go. Here's what you should know. Whether you're a horror fan or a horror hater, you should watch The Blair Witch Project. It tried to do something, and that's more than most films strive for. Did it succeed all the time? No, it didn't. Is there too many shots of shaky bushes and people screaming? Weird angles where people are filming themselves artistically in the corner of the shot so that you anticipate something coming up behind them and it never does. But still, it does something. It uses found footage well. Maybe you get a little bit sick because you're a pussy. That's all right. But it means something. It means something to culture. It means something to the genre. And if you haven't seen it once, you should see it once. <laughs> Thank you. That's the Blair Witch Project. Oh, yeah. Smooth jazz. All right. You guys ready for next week's spin? I don't know. I'm not ready. You're not ready? Oh, it's time to do this. Uh, is it finally time to spin me? Yep. Jesus. Need more to do on this show. Oh, I hear you, buddy. And we are ready. We are ready. Let me just open this up. Okay. Spray a little. <clears throat> yep. Okay, gross. good. So gross. And we are fed, and we are ready to go for spin. Everyone else ready to spin? So, Chelsea, which, uh, which, which part of the wheel are we spinning? That's for next week. Landed on 100 years of horror. The year is 1976, and your film is. Oh shit! This is our first time landing on 100 years of horror. Carrie. Ooh. Ooh. Uh-huh. 1976, Brian De Palma's Carrie. A very notorious film in the horror genre and brought up outside of the 100 Lunatics category. This is very exciting. I'm very excited about this. Is Carrie on the 100 Lunatics? It is. Mm. These are redundant lists. <laughs> I mean, you know. Don't so many horror films. <laughs> Only so many horror films. These are films. redundant movies. Well, they already remade Carrie, what, twice? They remade, they remade it once for television and once again for uh, the theater just recently. No, there was another movie before. No, oh, wait, there was Carrie, Carrie 2, 2, The Rage. Okay, but that was like 10 years later, 20 years later. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. The and the years. original is kind of like a softcore porn, so you guys are in for a treat. Right. And the original is celebrated, critically acclaimed, mm-hmm. better than it should be. Nathan, have you ever seen the original Carrie? Yes. Yes, you have. Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Yo, she has too, Jasmine. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've all seen it again. Yeah, I'd watch it again though. Oh <laughs> man. 
The wheel's going to have to come up with something we've never seen before. I will say it has probably been like original carry. Mm-hmm. What year is The Exorcist? I thought it was going to be The Exorcist. Oh, that would have been a gooder. A gooder. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Exorcist is, I think, 73? Two or three. Yeah. A little bit earlier. Okay. All right. A little what bit earlier. What was this, 76? This was 76. Damn. And to be honest, according to the wheels calculations, there was only two movies that were pitted against each other in the 1976 list. So mm. it was a 50-50 and we got Carrie. What was the other one? What was the other one? If only we knew. Mm. I know. <laughs> the suspense is good. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. It's okay. another iconic one that we probably already already have seen. I'm totally as well. gonna Google it right after this. <laughs> you probably <laughs> will. You probably will. Anything else that you guys have to say? Otherwise, we're done here. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited about next week's show. Yeah. Well, I feel like it'll have much more positive feedback. <laughs> it will. There's a bit more next going week, on in I'm Carrie. I'm gonna win your stupid trivia, and I'm gonna get given the power. You're and then given the power, what are you gonna pick, me? What are you gonna pick? What's Chelsea yeah. gonna pick? Ooh, Chelsea, we're gonna pick. Just tell us now. Come on. <laughs> spoilers. Oh, God, spoilers. <laughs> come on, come on, tell us now. God damn! <laughs> fucking bullshit! All right. All right. Well, no, guys, thanks for having me. You Yay. are very welcome. Thank thanks you for joining, for joining us. us. It was excellent. Jonathan, mm, yeah, there might be a replacement. Miss him less every day. <laughs> Miss, exactly. Too bad. Maybe he'll show up. Maybe he won't. Seems like the wheel has something to do with it. We may never know. Jonathan who? Jonathan. Oh. Jonathan, Jonathan. And if we don't find Jonathan next week, Chelsea, we hope to have you back. Thank you. Otherwise, everybody else, goodbye. Take care. I've had a great time as usual. Take care, everyone. We'll see you next week. And don't forget, don't be like John and forget to watch the movie. All righty. Good night. All righty. Good night, everybody. Hey, why not? Why not throw us the plugs right here? If you want, go over to 100lunatics.com. Check us out. Check out more episodes of the 100 Lunatics podcast. Check out our endeavor throughout the entire Freddy Krueger and Jason Nightmare slash Friday the 13th sagas. Listen to more episodes of this. Listen to Trailer Park Podcast. We just released one recently. Listen to shh commentaries. Get in touch with Nathan on I Hate Horror on Twitter. Get in touch with us at 100 Lunatics. And uh, keep watching those movies. What I don't understand is that your obsession with horror movies is has led you 
I, I don't know how to word it properly. It's like having an obsession with horror movies puts you in such a odd position being who you are. Like you're just waiting for this thing to impress you, but it never, ever does. Look at the all the effort that went into this film. There wasn't just a film that was made. There was like a lore, a script. There was an entire like strategy on how to trick actors and how to trick cameramen. And they utilized a fringe technology at the time to, like, market people into this mysterious pool. That's how I feel about Star Wars. And, like, all that went into creating this one single film for almost nothing that was as equally impressive to people as anything that cost millions of dollars at the time. What did the profit margin of Star Wars? When do drama films do that? When do other genre films do something like that? It's it's only horror where this sort of like ingenuity takes place, and it's that that's what that's why I like it. The fact that at ninety nine percent of the time that gets used to its disadvantage is sort of moot to me because it still leaves that potential. 